Is this thing on? We are on. It is Uncensored Radio. We're a little bit late, but that's okay. You, good things come to those who wait. Isn't that correct, kids? It Absolutely. is. So vi- vivacious and very lovely Vera is in the top square today. Hello, Vera. <laughs> Hello, darlings. How are you this week? Oh, it's been a shit week. I'm glad to be here with my loves. Oh, see, it's decompression session, isn't it? Sick. We all get do it together and swear and say naughty things and it's good yes. times. Yay! Yay! All right. Um, Luscious Luke is with us. Um, How are you? It's a shit week for me too. How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ever talk about this on air? I'm going to do it. Who cares? There's been an outbreak of Just something that's not specific. COVID. Yeah, don't be specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been an outbreak of something that's not COVID where I work. So um, we all are sort of <laughs> just staying at home right now until that's sorted out. So that's been exciting for me. <laughs> Luke's on forced holidays and <laughs> Katie Underwood is back in lockdown. Would it be fair to say that these days go on and on and on and on, Katie Underwood? <laughs> oh, the, these days are going on, but I'm having a ball. Surprisingly, I'm supposed to be miserable in lockdown, but actually it gives me the chance to do stuff that I never usually have time to do, which is sit at the keyboard, make music, rip up old songs, turn them into new things. <laughs> it's been a great time. <laughs> That's what I, I was mean, saying. Your vibe, too. Very, you know, your vibe is very different this time around. Katie. I mean, yeah, I've got no money, but other than that, <laughs> it's actually really fun right now. So I, I, I'm just, money. I'm just going with it. You know, what do you, what's the saying? You know, if you've got lemons, make lemonade. So. There's lots of lemonade being made at my house at the moment. <laughs> or drink tequila. Either way. <laughs> whatever whatever <laughs> floats your boat. I don't mind a margarita here and there, you know, whatever. You know, whatever no, the lemons go dangerous with. Stuff. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> tequila. Yeah. All right. We got lots to talk about yeah. this Let, week. So just... we're gonna <laughs> We're gonna jump into it. Ready? It's this week. Hot load of hot topics. Ooh. Ooh. okay where should we begin i think we have to talk about it straight away because it's part of the name of the um the episode (laughs) bezos an old lady blast off in cock rocket (laughs) amazon founder jeff bezos 57 was joined by three others including 82 year old female pilot wally funk in the first crewed flight of his rocket ship New Shepard, just nine days after Richard Branson launched himself and Virgin Galactic into the billionaire space race. Science or more money than sense? How do we feel, Vera? Come on, Vera. Those two space flights did more damage to the environment than driving your car one block to work every day. (laughs) You know, than throwing all your plastics in the lake. They just But, you know, the money that they spent, they could have provided vaccines to third world countries. They could have helped the poor. They could have created STEM research scholarships. But no, these two tiny dick wonders got to throw their ass in space and penis-shaped rockets. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So you know denying how phallic that is, right? It's it's a dick. (laughs) Uh Yeah. It's a dick. Um, Katie Underwood, how do you feel about Jeff Bezos's cock rocket? <laughs> I don't uh, 
I, 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 I really don't know even where to begin. Um, yeah, I think I agree with Vera. There's a lot that could be done with the amount of excessive amounts of money these cocks have. Um, <laughs> so, I, look, I'm out. I, I'm out? I, I don't know. Well, look, Katie, I've got nothing. Ace, who is one of our regular watchers, says, hey, Katie, your music really helps with my anxiety, so thanks for what you Aww. do. Oh, so you're Ace is, Thank you. Ace is, Ace is American and he's discovered <laughs> you, so. Yes. You know, yeah. li- Luke, you're familiar with Cock Rockets. What do you think about Jeff Bezos? <laughs> I feel very similar to Katie and Vera. I'm a little bit meh. And it really is a pissing contest between the two. I was like, well, I can go this far and my rocket's this good. And it just seems like blah, blah, blah. They, they had to point out. Um, more done with yeah, that Yeah, they had to point out just... that Branson didn't actually go to space. That was the big thing. <laughs> Branson didn't actually go to space. It's like, well, yeah. I, I'm, it's like the, the like, rocket's billionaire a version of I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. See, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching yeah. you. It's like, oh, fuck off, idiot. I love that Bezos went back to the Amazon, like, I don't know, what would you call it? Hub. And he's like, all of you, all of you paid for this. It's like, oh, you are the devil, aren't you, dude? Like, you, you're like, you are not like. Well, was there any advancement to space travel for humanity no. in general by no. these exercises? No. no. There was not right. one giant step for mankind. It was one giant penis wag. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, look, I'm just happy for Wally Funk. She seems like a cool lady. Well, and yes, she trained to be an astronaut, never got there. And look, she does. if anyone deserved to be hurled into space, it's Wally. <laughs> so, you know, it's a very phallic, very phallic story. Mm-hmm. Speaking, of, speaking of weirdly phallic, I was hoping Anja was going to be on today so I could get this reaction. A couple have discovered 18 snakes living under their bed. Before going to bed, I spotted what I thought was a piece of fluff on the floor. Sorry, fuzz on the floor. Went to reach for it and it moved, says Tris Wiltshire, an Augusta resident. The Wiltshire family quickly learned there were 17 babies and a mother snake. The babies recently hatching, making themselves at home under their bed. So Max Wiltshire took a grammar tool and placed each one in a linen bag and the snakes were later released in a swamp. Um, After further assistance from a snake catcher, the damage was done, though, according to one social media commentator, when the number of snakes outnumbered the the number of residents, it's time to move. (laughs) I could think of nothing worse. Can I just say something here? Yeah. So my two daughters are 10. And my pet hate with rooms, like I don't mind untidiness. I get like, you know, untidy desk organised mind. But my pet hate is like don't have crap all over the floor because it will Mm -hmm. attract cockroaches and spiders, which is like true, you know. It's not just my opinion. Um, But how next level fucking messy does your room have to be for an entire family of snakes to get under there like honestly Katie you've taken it exactly where I was going to go with it who mistaken a snake for a piece of buzz unless there's shit everywhere (laughs) (laughs) how many other dead socks were like putrefying on the floor but that was normal for them for fuck's sake people 
Come on, kitties. Clean your Still. room. Let this be a lesson to you. That's all I want to say. Dave, I'm going to show my daughters this after and go, yeah, see, see, yeah. I wasn't lying. Yeah. Shit, this so, happens. The <laughs> concerning thing for me is if the mother chose that as a safe nesting place, that means she's a, found a food source nearby as well. She's found a whole lot of so stuff. So what else is there? Yeah. What else is there? Isn't that a very common food source for snakes? Mice and frogs. Who knows? Who knows? I'm very frightened by it. I feel dirty just talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) We love to make Katie Underwood squirm. That's the way we do it. We do. Aren't you glad you found us? Oh, look, I'm still... I'm still not recovered from Goop. bloody Gwyneth's goopy. All right, not good. I feel like we need. I feel like we need to send Katie a shirt. I will never Just a recover from that. Ever. All right. Speaking of action underneath the beds, let's talk about action on top of the beds. No, oh. Oh, no. Um, it seems that the anti-sex beds in the Olympic Village may be fake news. The cardboard-based beds can safely hold up to 200 kilograms or two people, but the organisers of the delayed Tokyo Games are set to give out 160,000 prophylactics with sex being frowned upon in the village. That's 14 condoms per athlete. The Tokyo Organising Committee says... Our intent and goal is not for the athletes to use the condoms at the Olympic Village, but to help with awareness by taking them back to their own country. <laughs> Mixed messages much. Yeah. That, you know, they've known for years that the Olympic Village is like the hottest place in the world to hook up. I mean, every single Olympics, they do a story on how many athletes are hooking up right and left at the Olympic Village. If you're young and physically fit and got all that adrenaline and hormones coursing through you, of course you're going to hook up. I was going to say, if you're a world champion gymnast, Olympic level, you're going to be able to do positions that don't require the bed. So the bed Mm -hmm. was just uh, poorly thought out um, (laughs) cock block. Cock block. Can we say cock block? We're going to say cock block. Um, Yeah, look, they're going to get it on no matter what. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the organisers know that. And, look, you know, we're not just talking about fit people. We're talking about the absolute pinnacle of human specimen. Mm -hmm. Even the normal non-horny person is going to go, yeah, I'll hit that and that one and her and him and maybe his friend and, like, yeah, why, exactly. why wouldn't you? Especially yeah. when they've spent all the last four years, like in a pool, on a track, up in the morning, not probably getting any, and then they finally arrive and go, yeah, smorgasbord. Thank you very much. I'll take <laughs> those condoms and I'll weeks. take her condoms and his and everybody else's. Yep. So, yeah, look, I love the fact they can't condone sex but they totally know that it's happening all i know place. can you imagine so. what's going on in those gymnast rooms yeah, <laughs> Woo! yeah. Let me see. Can, can i imagine and taking the floor now scissoring 
Go! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. But look, in other Olympic news, da 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 da! <laughs> Brisbane has announced, been announced as host of the Olympic Games in 2032. Um, so, you know. We'll oh, gosh, just be our able... Premier was over there. I hope she wasn't getting it on. <laughs> Give her a cardboard bed. Did you see that she got in trouble live yeah. on international international it was TV? Orcs. Because it was orcs. she said that she wasn't going. She was she was there as a you know as like a token symbol, but she wasn't going to go to the opening ceremony. She wasn't going to go. To, she was only going to go to the function for the announcement and then leave. But the the head of the IOC like was like, no, you have to go. You don't know what it takes to open the Olympic Games. You don't understand that. Like in front of a press conference yeah, of worldwide stuff. officials, and you can just see Anastasia sitting there going, Itch. "She's actually going. Where's Gladys Berejiklian so I can fight her?" But that's I okay. Feel, I feel like she she was a bit out of her depths. But you know, putting the the political faux pas aside, I'm quite excited that by the time the Olympics rolls around, my girls will be old enough. I'm like, hey, in 2032, we can go to the up to Brisbane and go to the Olympics together. It'll be awesome. Of course, they've looked mm-hmm. at me going like, what the? But, you know, in, an, in, in, in 2032, they'll be about 20. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's quite an amazing thing. I was lucky to be um, sort of up front and centre on the 2000 Olympics in Sydney when I was in Bardo, and, uh, and, and we got to go to all these events, and it was it was really quite exciting. So, as much as we're all giving Brisbane a bit of a hard time about it, I think it's really cool. Um, excuse me, you're speaking to a performer from the opening ceremony. So, sorry, what? Um, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we've sorry, been what? to each other's concerts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't hear. Can't <laughs> so what? Um, seven. <laughs> Uh, where's nikki webster when you need to be upstage look yeah Yeah, right i must say that that it was an amazing like a totally amazing experience and i think it's going to be another amazing experience for a whole new generation of kids that get to go out who who performs to that many people do you know what i mean like no, thousands of people, thousands, like hundreds of thousands of people in person and then millions slash billions around the world. And now it's even digital. So I can go on YouTube and go, that's me. You can see me for this long. Yeah, tapping my little heart away. Ooh, 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 breaking it down. But it was such a... It was such. It was a long experience. It was a grueling experience and it was like a very secret experience. But amazing, like one of the high points of my life so mm. it's so exciting especially for the arts in australia like that's taken such a kick in the mm. last 12 months it's something to look forward to do you know what i mean it's something especially people that work in the performance industry like i teach dance it's something for those kids to go oh there's an opportunity i could do that i could do this they'll they'll be old enough they'll yeah, I, I think it's so what you're it's saying great. is that we need to cash cow our kids, prepare them <laughs> now, so they're ready to perform in this opening you ceremony. Let me go. You know that you did that for free. I did that. Well, we weren't getting paid. Trust me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're getting yelled at. Get <laughs> okay. As much as I can't wait to see Buffy dancing for the 2032 Olympics, uh, she's probably not going to get paid. <laughs> no, Buffy okay. will be ready to go. How old will Buffy she be? She will be. Oh gosh, don't ask me questions when I'm going to do maths. 
2032, what's that? 11 years from now, she'll be 15. She'll be ready. Go. I'll get her into training. I'll get her into training. She'll be good to go. Like, Come on, Buff, you can do it. All right, so there's good things coming into the country. And look, there's bad things going out of the country as well, thankfully. Oh, I know where this is going. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. No, sorry. I actually changed the title of this article because I think some people were slightly offended. Um, Notorious Brit sent back to the motherland. Katie Hopkins, far-right British media personality, has been axed from Australian Big Brother VIP. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, And maybe kicked out of the country. Well, she was. After Mm -hmm. deliberately breaking Sydney hotel quarantine rules during the massive COVID outbreak, she reportedly said in an Instagram live video that she was deliberately breaking quarantine rules by taunting guards and opening the door of her her hotel room without wearing a mask. Well, this is still the same. About 12.2 million Australians, nearly half the nation's population, are in lockdown. Caitlyn Jenner remains in captivity (laughs) for now. Oh, my God. Um, can I play devil's advocate? You can, but you're going to get Hopkins shot down. Go is, for it. Katie Hopkins is reckless, and this is not the time to be poking fun at things when there's something very serious going on in the pandemic. But watching that live that she did, it was on obvious to anyone that she was just taking the piss. She was completely being just ludicrous. She's like, oh, I went to flash my tits to the office workers, but there's none next door. They're all locked down. Like, she was just being a dick and saying she was going to, like, run down the hall naked in oil so the, the guards would slip off her, as if she was actually going to do it. But I could see it was problematic because she does get a lot of attention and the wrong kind of people could take it other places. Katie Underwood. <sighs> You know, I've got an opinion on this. Right? I know you do. <laughs> Far out. Um, look, I think, you know, I'm all for silliness and I get that some people make careers out of being attention-seeking pathological disruptors. But there's enough people in the world, and particularly in this country, legit think that COVID is a hoax, that there's some conspiracy, that masks are a waste of time and that the thing won't spread and that it's not real. We have enough trouble already convincing people that this is a real disease, vaccines actually work, et cetera, et cetera. And you've got this numb nut who's not even from here, just, I mean, you're right, Luke, she was taking the piss, but how about cracking a joke about something that's actually funny? not something that's resulting in real deaths and real long-term chronic illness. So I just think, you know, right idea, be a fool in quarantine, but don't fool around with actually, you know, potentially making other people sick and die. So, yeah, not so funny. You may as well have cracked a joke about the Holocaust than yeah. to try and well, make light I don't think of, she, of COVID. I don't so. think she thinks the Holocaust happened, Katie, because yeah. she's oh one God. of those. She's Ooh, one okay. of those. And she doesn't, like, read the room, mate. There's yeah. people that don't that are losing jobs, that are losing, like, like family-owned businesses from generations that, are, that we have, that have no financial security. And you're a rich, white British woman that's here to guest on a VIP version of a reality show because you're here on a, what, what kind of visa? It's like a, um, 
something about unique talent visa or something like that. Well, this is the bullshit, you know, and the other issue, even regardless of the breaching or not breaching or pretending to breach quarantine, is that we've still got, you know, tens of thousands of Australians stranded overseas trying to get home, desperately trying to get in the country, being told no. And this, I can't say what I want to call her, this idiot. Call her a you next Tuesday. It's all right. You know, um, (laughs) just... Just making light of, of just about everything, you know. It's it's insulting. So next, swipe left. It, Let's it, go. It, or is it right? It's I don't insulting. even know which way you're right. For the- <laughs> I always get it wrong and I swipe. Sometimes I'm like, oh, finally there's someone I like. And then I swipe the wrong way. I'm like, oh, it's never going to happen. Vera, do you know who Katie Hopkins is? I only know who she is because you posted that on the page. But, I, I you know, I got a bigger question. How did we get to this place in the world? Where these the Holocaust deniers and vaccine deniers actually have sway over public opinion. How you did know, we get here? I'll tell you why. Because Katie Hopkins, no matter what she does, makes the news. No matter what she does, makes the news. She um she is famously a see you next Tuesday. Like mm-hmm. there's no there's no denying the fact that the woman's like a loose cannon. Um, I re- <laughs> there's a really great video online actually of her making fun of people who named their ba- their children after countries. And she named her kid um, after her country. daughter. Her daughter's name's India. <laughs> you dumb bitch! Like, come on, seriously. But that's why I but think I'm- she just says the shit she knows is going to piss people off, and she's a complete hypocrite while she does it. But She's now, probably vaccinated. Let's the, be honest. Now is not the time. <laughs> Read the room. So, um, and this whole visa thing about people like p- bringing these people in for celebrity, or well, it's not called celebrity. Well, when you really Cele- think about it, v- VIP Jenner's yeah. here instead of an Australian. Caitlyn right. Jenner. Yeah. What's her talent? Avoid avoiding manslaughter charges. Yay! Congratulations. Um, did oh. you see the other one who is rumored to be here as well? No. Meghan no. Markle's brother. Oh, oh, him? Yeah, so much <laughs> talent. So much talent. That's like uh, Melania came to this country on an Einstein visa. <laughs> extraordinary scientific knowledge to better our country. <laughs> are, are you? Kate, what, what? Katie, I have yes. to ask you a question. Go. If they offered, <laughs> if they offered you celeb- VIP Big Brother, would you do it? <laughs> No. <laughs> because no. This the Australian reality TV industry is notoriously cannibalistic. They go after artists who who uh have it recorded for a while and go, come on the voice, we want to exploit your life. I tell blah, you what blah, I blah. Wanted, I tell you, I did actually get invited to go um or to put myself forward for a reality TV show. And it was the only one in recent years that I felt really good about. And I was a bit bummed that they didn't choose me in the end. And it was, I can't even remember the name of the show now, but it was like this whole like full-blown commando thing where I was going to Oh, S.A.S. Like, yes. Oh, and, oh and do it, Katie. They're still oh, going. No. They're still going. No. Well, I'm clearly not like either famous or infamous enough. Oh, my God. I'm not, we're gonna... I'm not enough of a dick to go on TV, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Well, they put so, Chappelle Corby on that one. Yeah, no, because I, I saw the thing and I'm like, oh, my God, I would so love to do that. And then I don't know if I put them off because then I was all concerned because I watched this clip where they like fell out backwards out of a helicopter and into the water and I thought, 
okay, that'd be all like shades of scary. I would do that. But I'm thinking, hang on, how does that work? I wear contact lenses. So what do I do? Strap my glasses to my head or do I have contacts? They're going to fall out. So, you know, me being a nerd, I'm like, hmm, let's think about the logistics here. So I put that <laughs> forward and I and I wonder whether that probably put them off. They're like, oh, my God, she's already being a diva. And they probably just wrote me off. That's so, right. Real ex reality contestant, too smart, got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too too thick, too thinky. Too too thinky. Thinky. <laughs> she thinks with her brain too much. That yeah, one. But, but, but by comparison, look, my I think I watched half, well, not even that much, quarter of the first season of Big Brother, and then just realised it's basically a human lab rat experiment. So, do I want to be a lab rat and be literally stripped naked in front of millions of people uh, around the country to be made to be edited to look like a dick? Yeah, no, that doesn't. It's surprising why I'm not interested in doing Big Brother. <laughs> Not that you've done it before. Like if no, you, you no. did, you did the old school grassroots bloody reality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we you were did. the first. We yeah, were the first. <laughs> here's, here's something I prepared earlier. And twenty one years, twenty one years later, we're still in the charts. Bring it. Oh, today's special. I sorry, I'm going to milk it today just because. No, go I for can. it. Tell tell the people. Tell the people, Katie. Tell people, the people. That my, that, that, here's some a band that I prepared earlier. Um, we, we, we existed 20 years ago and you think you're dead and buried and then they exhume the corpse and they go, here, have a remix album. And um, surprisingly in Australia we're on top of the iTunes chart. So I'm, I'm a little bit proud. My baby band is 21 years old today wow. and um, still still happening, still current apparently. Yeah, so, I feel like it's vindication yeah. for all of us that were like even the fans that were, were like so, oh, we love you, that, you know yeah. what, people still love you guys. Yeah, yeah. So it's no, nice. it doesn't so matter if you doesn't matter right. if you still perform. It doesn't matter if you're still together. You, I think you guys came out at a very important time for, for TV, not only for TV, but for the Australian music scene as well because we all know Australian music is either rock and roll or guitars and here yeah. comes this, here comes this, very polished girl band out of a reality show that, you know, shouldn't have been talented according to everyone. And you guys <laughs> like smashed it. So I'm way to go, Bardo. I, I, we got to shepherd so many baby gay boys and gay girls out of the closet. <laughs> and go, it's okay to be gay. It is. It's okay. It's, a, it's okay to sit. Th- it's okay to sit there with your, this is how long ago it was kids tape player and oh, record yeah, yeah. poison off the top the hot 30. Oh yeah and VHS was a thing. Yeah. You know I still I've still got Man. my um, the journey begins Bardo video somewhere. Crazy. Anyway, sorry, I don't <laughs> want to hijack the whole thing. No. So let's go. Bloody Thank go. you next. You go let's for continue. it. Um, <laughs> all right, let's there's no easy way to go into this one, but uh oh, Matt gets <laughs> showed up at a Britney Spears rally and gets mocked online let's go to vera for this one because she can inform katie underwood as see who he is okay it's a member of the united states congress what yeah i'm all about free britney i think the poor girl's been exploited enough but you're a member of congress you have time to leave washington dc fly to the west coast and attend a free britney rally there are people dying from COVID in this country. There are people, you know, 
starving in this country. There are but bigger what, issues. Vera, I think you're burying the lead. Why are people so offended that he's in a free Britney because rally? Because this man was arrested for trafficking under and underage girls, and he's at a free Britney rally full of <laughs> underage girls. So is he is he pro freeing Britney or pro putting Britney into human trafficking? <laughs> I'm a bit confused yeah. as to what his angle uh, is here. Actually, so am I. <laughs> you know, are you there to pick up women? Are you there to free Britney? Are you there to pick up Britney? <laughs> Maybe you. Well, you can't really advocate Britney. for people's rights when you've taken other people's rights away. Right. Like, what the? Mm. Yeah. What the? <laughs> Maybe he's on. Deaf. Maybe he's on the other side. He's like, no, let's keep Brittany in a cage. That's the way we, we like her. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she's you know? kicking out yeah. of that cage. But she's kicking out of that cage at the moment. If you are not yeah. following Brittany on Instagram, you need to get on that shit because she is telling tales out of school, left, right, and center. Um, she really doesn't like her sister, does she? Yeah, that was pretty apparent. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Like, so she's she'd been reading Jamie Lynn to Phil. Apparently, Jamie Lynn's like, I've never, I've never taken money from Britney and da 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 da. Cue someone looking up her um actual deed to her million dollar beachfront house and guess who bought Jamie Lynn's house? Wow, mm. whoopsie daisy, million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the girl. <laughs> Everyone's okay. been milking that cash cow, haven't they? It's, yeah. it's yeah. sad. It's, it's sad. I feel like she's one of those, you know how vegans sometimes send around those videos of animals being horribly mistreated, which is too tragic. But, you know, you've seen like the big the big pigs that get stuck in the cages while their little babies suckle off their teeties. I feel like that's what Brittany is, you know. She's yeah. just been this caged animal and everyone's been feeding off of her. It's terrible. Free Brittany. Yeah. Free Britney. free Britney. I am all about Free Britney. I just can't believe yeah. Matt Getz was tone deaf enough to show up. Very tone deaf. Very, yeah. very tone deaf. Speaking of someone who shouldn't be tone deaf but has come off quite tone deaf, let's look at this sucker. Um, after making his Alzheimer's diagnosis public earlier this year, Tony Bennett will take the stage with Lady Gaga for two nights to celebrate their new album together and his 95th birthday. Um, the event is being titled One Last Time. I gotta say. I'm not well, <laughs> well, at the time of his February um, interview, Bennett's condition did not affect his ability to perform. Sources say that his disease has since progressed. Is this a touching chance to farewell a music legend or a slightly opportunistic play playing on people's sympathy and a celebrity's misfortune? Opinion, I, Vera? Yeah, I, yeah, Can't it I be both? musicianship is one of the last things to go with alzheimer's patients it's something that keeps them sharp um locally there were several church musicians who played well into their disease process but couldn't remember how to get to their car or drive you know so I, i don't have a problem with him performing and i don't you know he's still in demand and his work with uh Lady Gaga has been in demand. I say perform until you can't. And if it has, if it's the one last time, then yay, do it. I think it's the title that's doing it for people. One it's last the time. one last time. Baby. Yeah, they don't. I, I think you know. It's like a music. It's like a music. Yeah, one more time. But 
Is because, it because he's done, like, has he done a John Farnham and had like a million one last time tours? Is that why? No, no. Tony Bennett was no. Tony Bennett was performing until COVID, but I think it's the it's the Alzheimer's thing. It's I think that they're questioning whether it is mor morally ethical, knowing that he is in this state of decline, to put him up on stage. For no, look, I, I look, think people. I, People, at 95, I'd like to think that no one can force you to do anything you don't want to right. do. He's not some young Britney at 16 being forced to get up there. The reality is, and I can say this with great confidence, people who live and love music and make it their career, it's in your blood. And quite frankly, I would think that if he ends up dropping dead on stage, he couldn't be more happy with that outcome. Yeah. So I would say that the one last time thing is actually a genuine expression to the public to say, hey, there's a good chance Tony Bennett doesn't have very much longer on this world. And if you want yeah. to see him live, now is the time to, to step up and see him. And you've got to remember that all of his peers are dead. Yeah, you know, He represents <laughs> that golden era, the Rat Pack era, where all of those people are long gone and yet he still is here. So I think, you know, what... It's not just the talent, or, you know, and it's probably not going to be his best show and I think that's why someone like Lady Gaga is a perfect companion. She's going to buoy the talent on stage and make sure that the people who buy those tickets get a great show. But to really just honour this incredible icon of multiple generations, I, I think it's wonderful and, I, you know, I support it. Look, sure, the marketing don't always get the language right, but hey, of all the things in the world to be offended by at this point in, in the global scale, yeah. you know, let's not choose to be offended by one line in marketing, this beautiful man and this incredible other female performer who's going to be there helping support him. I say and go, I think you know, go, go into be... your last breath and do it do yeah, it with, I, with, that's what I say too. With, with style and grace, which I believe that he will. I was just going to say, um, let's not be afraid of getting old and deteriorating. This is what happens. And yeah. if he has this huge platform and all the support and an artist like Gaga that's going to be there with him, I think it is a beautiful thing too. And it shouldn't be something that people are afraid of or like, oh, yeah. oh, that's that's wrong. Like, no, this is going, we're all yeah. going to get old. And if we, someone's going to celebrate our talents at 95, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My aunt has dementia wow. and she still performs opera. She, I mean, she's not singing opera on a grand stage, but she's singing for the residents in her memory village, you know? Yeah. And it's one of the things that keeps her going is getting up every day and singing for her fellow residents. You know? And it's good to see that, um, you know, it's good to see musicians like these, these iconic musicians admitting they're human too so many like right. so many times especially from his era you know oh, like yeah. you, everything's fine everything's always fine everything's okay and you know, now nobody's he's like an addict nobody's yeah. secretly gay nobody yeah. i'm live i'm living with this this is what this is what's happening to me but i can still yeah. do what i love um which leads us into this this story um, so Blink-182's Mark Hoppus, uh, who uh, opened up to his fans about undergoing cancer treatment in June, spoke more specifically about his diagnosis in a Twitch stream uh, reposted to YouTube on July 13th. Hoppus revealed that he has diffuse large B-cell lymphoma stage 4A, meaning it's entered enough body 
uh, uh, sorry, it's entered enough parts of my body that I'm stage four, which I think is the highest stage. Hopper says he has three more rounds of chemotherapy to undergo and joked, I hope I get the cancer in full remission part of the Walter, part of Walter Wright, Walter Wright and not the drug manufacturer part of Walter White. There has been an update to that story since we posted it. It looks as though his chemotherapy is actually working. So his his sure. condition is improving. But I think that is such an important conversation to have as well um, mm-hmm. because he is, you know, not necessarily a young dude, but that whole millennial age group grew up with that music. This is the kind of thing that they need to start thinking about, especially when they've got children, they've got people that depend on them. We've had this, we had this conversation on the show. Dudes are notoriously bad with their health and mm. if anything goes wrong it's like oh well, whatever when you have celebrities like this not afraid to show themselves not in the best light like not looking 100 percent camera ready i think it can only be a good thing what about you guys i think it is it's a it's a nice indication that um authenticity is is being more um well received than the old adage of you know just kind of you're always stage ready, you know, the show must go on. I think it's nice and for all the reasons you just mentioned to encourage other men, other human beings of any kind um, to be more forthright if they're having a hard time, Um, you know, and hopefully he will beat the disease but if he doesn't, I'm sure he will tackle it with as much grace as he can. So, you know, I think it's it's nice, it's refreshing to see um, a rock artist expose some vulnerability and um, and share some of his truth with his fans. Yes, I agree. You know, Definitely, yeah, go Vera. Yeah, I'm all for it. Live your life to the fullest. You know, be honest, be who you are, and if you can help somebody else by sharing your story, then go for it. You know, I wish him Godspeed in his recovery, and hopefully, you know, or a, a nice passing, but. Go, you know, why hide who you are and what's going on? You don't know how many people this is going to like help and affect either because you know mm-hmm. he has people that look up to him, and right, his diagnosis and, might might cause them to go and get you know, get screenings, increase the screening yeah, awareness, or anything, screenings, more understanding. More, I think cancer is still such a um segregated disease like you don't know until you know someone who's going through it you don't really understand like the general public don't understand that how many different types there are treatments options all that kind of thing how you can actually help people that are going through stuff like this so all this information can only help in my opinion Yes, we're we're on our little high horse today, aren't we? We're doing well. Speaking of someone else who is doing great things, Mr. Ashton Kutcher. So Michael Thomas or Gajulio, anyway, uh, who killed young, uh, yeah, I was close, (laughs) who killed young Ashton Kutcher's then girlfriend, Ashley Ellerin, 22, has been sentenced to death for her murder another killing, and a third attempted murder. Ellerin was murdered in her home in 2001 as she prepared to meet Kutcher, who explained that he was late to pick her up 
and she did not answer the door when he called. He then looked inside and saw bloodstains that he thought were spilt wine. However, on closer inspection, Ellerin was found stabbed 47 times. At the trial, prosecutors argued the 22-year-old was killed by a man who was jealous of Kutcher. Like, that's some intense crap to go through. And I never really had much of an opinion on Ashton Kutcher. Um, but this has been this has been like public knowledge for a long, long time. And I think that in what, ten years past, I think celebrities would have gone not my business, not part of my brand, blah, 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 blah. Mm. He obviously wants to see justice for this girl, which is amazing because he's been, I'm pretty sure, at every hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. good. You go, Ashton Kutcher, is my general message for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Just how horrific. Oh, look, I just think it's complete. Yeah. We can't even fathom that kind no. of Violence. And what he, like the trauma that he would have from that too. Yeah. It's mm. pretty, just awful, and Ashton yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Good guy. He one of his pet causes is uh, underage trafficking. He he's been lobbying against it. He's spoken before Congress. He has invested his money in green technology. He's invested his money in really wonderful causes. That, I mean, as much as you know. You can say celebrities need to shut up about politics. I think Ashton Kutcher has lived the life and walked the, his truth, you know. And the fact that he is see, looking for justice for this girl doesn't surprise me based on everything else I know about him. Mm. So Ashton Kutcher gets our thumbs up seal of approval this week, basically. <laughs> yeah, why would he? Yeah. Human, decent human Ashton Kutcher is, yeah. should read the news. All right, let's talk about, we're going to get into some girl power because it's always important to have a bit of girl power in your life. Sorry, what? Now, no, sorry, what? what? No. Uh, oh, I thought I was going to be like, get it, Katie, it's get gonna, it. It's going to keep happening. It's going to keep sorry, happening. Sorry, as you, go, as you guys were always, as you guys are always promoted, the Australian answer to the Spice Girls, Bardo. It's like, yeah. well, the redhead did leave First. All right, come on, give us some, give us some good power. I'm ready. I want to, I want, and this is, you're going to be uniquely experienced in this one, Katie Underwood. So you're going to, you're going to go first. All right. Okay. Will Michelle Pfeiffer replace, reprise her role as Selena Kyle in the upcoming Flash film with Michael mm-hmm. Keaton throwing on the Batman latex again? Rumors mm-hmm. have swelled that Catwoman may also feature. The last, fi- the last Pfeiffer commented on, this story was in January 2021, where she stated, I would if anyone asked me, but no one's asked me yet. Um, you've spent some time in some latex. Who do you think who do you think's the best catwoman? Um, look, I, I, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. I would love to see her reprise the role. Um but I don't know what sort of shape she's in. And what I do know, having worn latex, is you cannot lie in latex. <laughs> uh, every single frigging bump, lump, curve uh, will be shown. And so this is for better or for worse. So, you know, if she was happy to get back in the latex and felt she could um, – you know, put herself forward proudly. But, look, let's be real. It's Hollywood we're talking about. And generally uh, 
female actresses tend to be considered dead once they're over 30. So I think her chances are slim to none. But frankly, you know, I would love to see a mature woman, any mature woman, you know, rip it up in, yeah. uh, in some latex and go wild. God knows I would again if anyone dared ask me. So bumps and lumps oh. be damned. I would yeah. go for it. Well, look, well, I know Michelle was sewn into that costume back during the filming of that film and she would have been in peak, you know, form. But then I would yeah. say if they did do it again, they would probably use a body double and put her head on. On that, yeah, well, that. Oh, do you know that. what else? Do you know what they could do these days? They could probably just put her in a morph suit and CGI the latex on her, yeah, <laughs> so probably. she didn't have to get in the suit at all. Oh, if they could be make... disappointing, but look from from what I've seen of Michelle Pfeiffer these days, she's still pretty banging. So yeah, I think it'd be. Uh- Look, she'd have my that. vote for whatever it counts. I, I think she would, <laughs> um, you know, and it's as far as being the young femme fatale, I mean, I don't know how many women over 40 you know, but they're a lot more deadly on multiple <laughs> levels than some young 20-year-old Pfeiffer. I say put the modern-day Pfeiffer in the suit and watch out. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And own that sexuality. But, you know, actually and I watched a clip of Eartha Kitt as Catwoman oh, in the old yeah. 60s show. She was amazing too. So Pfeiffer uh, yep. still bit wins it for me because I think that Burton film was great. But I did enjoy Eartha. She was a bit campy, but she she knew what she was doing with it. it was do, you know, do you know who would rock a Catwoman just on, on that on that Eartha Kitt vein? Grace Jones. Yeah. Oh, could you yeah. imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine? I saw her in concert only a couple of <gasps> years ago, and she's like, when she came Jealous. to Melbourne, and we were, we didn't have great seats. I was like so far back, but anyway, the whole concert. So I'm seeing her perform. It took me halfway through the concert to realize that she didn't actually have any clothes on her upper body. She was just oh yeah, body, she loves it. Body paint. I was like. Far out, woman. She was just sexuality on that stage all over the place. And I don't know, she's 70,000 years old. But, man, I would love to see her in in, in that. Grace Jones was like the one believable Bond girl that I thought, you know, could beat the shit out of James Bond. (laughs) Like like you wouldn't mess around with Mayday. Mm -mm. (laughs) Maybe maybe Marvel need to cast her as like she she plays a good villain. I think Grace Jones is a brilliant villain. But let's talk about some more casting in the DC world because Batgirl has been unmasked. It seems HBO Max have chosen its Batgirl with Leslie Grace, who recently starred in the big-screen adaptation of In the Heights, tapped to Don the Cowl as Barbara Gordon after Warner Brothers spent this week testing actors. The Afro-Latina singer actor joins Batwoman star Javika Leslie as the first woman of colour to play their characters on screen. Alicia Silverstone and Yvonne Craig have also previously played the character at the big and small screens. DC are stepping out the box, which is great to see. Fantastic yes. to see. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so she is um, – Batgirl will actually be the first HBO Max movie to debut on their streaming service. So it'll be very interesting to see. Um, Batgirl's a very loved character. Like you, you might not – 
you might not think it because like you think Batman and Robin, but she's a very popular character. She's very pivotal in the DC universe and to have to, you know, typically played by a white woman. Can and, I make a confession? Yeah. I know it was a really shit film, but I actually really liked Alicia Silverstone. I love Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Barbara. That's okay. <laughs> I love no, Alicia Silverstone. I think it's great. I actually saw In the Heights. I don't know if everyone else has seen it yet or not. Oh, yeah. um, I just thought it was incredible. And to see such an amazingly talented cast um, of, of varying backgrounds and skin tones and whatnot, which is, which is how the world is now. And you know, sizes. It's just that's, that's how you walk out in the street and there's people of all shapes, sizes, ages, colours, you name it, we've got it. So I think it's really great that we have finally seem to be seeing diversity on screen and not just as a tokenistic, here, let's do this one. But, like, in the Heights, it was just all about this cultural community. Um, yeah, I thought it was spectacular. So she was great in that. I'm sure she'll be incredible in this. One more superhero woman that's made the news this week. Aliens celebrates its 35th anniversary. <laughs> wow. Aliens. The, the movie that I think the movie that cemented Sigourney Weaver as a fucking kick-ass bitch, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. How good is Ripley? I would yep. even to this day, and I I am putting it out there. That scrapped alien movie that was supposed to happen needs to happen. I want to see modern day modern Ripley kicking ass because Sigourney Weaver can do no wrong in my eyes and Ripley is a legend but that's making me feel old because yeah yeah. (laughs) and bring back little Newt I didn't like what they did in Alien 3 just like oh let's just kill all that cast off in the Uh, opening scene no bring it back (laughs) Firstly, <laughs> all right. These girls may not actually—they're not even girls. They're ladies. They may not be hero. They may not be superheroes, but they are heroes to generation of women and gay boys. Greece, <laughs> the rise of the Pink Ladies—a sequel series set before the events of the iconic 1978 movie Greece—has just been picked up as an official series order at Paramount Plus. The series, originally intended for HBO and titled Grease Rydell High, is set four years before the original film, before rock and roll ruled, before the T-Birds were the coolest in the school, before fed-up outcast girls dare to have their dare to have fun on their own dreams, sparking moral panic that will change Rydell High forever. The 1978 film featured pink ladies Rizzo, Jan, Marty, and Frenchie, but with all new characters to star in the series, it appears we will get to meet their predecessors before they take their mantle as seniors. I am so excited by this for some reason, (laughs) and I don't know why. I think it's because... Who doesn't love the the pink ladies, though? Like... Everyone was, everyone was like, I want to be Sandy. I was like, nah, bitch, Rizzo is where it's at, right? Rizzo is the original badass bitch. And I feel like we entertainment's going in this weird kind of like backward stroke where like in the 90s, everyone was like, I am an actor and that is what I do. I do action movies or I do drama. Now to be a celebrity and to be a successful celebrity, you've got to go back to being able to sing. Dance, act, be da 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 da. So you get old school Hollywood kind of vibes there from 
like these kids that obviously are this talented, but it's I feel like we're going to get better stuff from yeah. these people that are more well, well-rounded as opposed to, you know, chucking Sally Joe that's been in a reality show for two days on, onto a set of a drama and expecting her to act. It's like, go. Well, <laughs> you know, the stage-trained actors on Broadway have long since, you know, been the icons that, you know, I remember when uh, Madonna and um, Jesus, pretty woman, Julia Roberts. Yeah, 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 Julia Roberts tried to 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 take over Broadway, and they sucked. And they and you know (laughs) Julia Roberts had the grace to say these actors can outwork anyone. You know. Everyone, please read the read. I know. Ace Ace has a confession. I have (laughs) never seen Greece. I haven't seen Greece too. <gasps> Grease Two is amazing. Even, don't, think, ignore, ignore Michelle Pfeiffer; it's amazing. Sorry, Katie, go. Well, <laughs> you're either into musicals or you're not. I mean, if you haven't seen Grease, you probably haven't seen Sound of Music and uh, and those sorts of things. You know, it it does represent that bygone era where almost all those movies, you know, were musicals. So that was just sort of the way it went because it, as Vera pointed out, it was sort of bouncing off the concept of Broadway and bringing it onto the big screen. Right. Um, But look, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a moment. I'm honestly not quite sure how I feel about um, going back and portraying something in an early 70s. My concern is that in the, the, and I might be overthinking this, I probably am, but in the current trend of women, you know, fighting for equality and being empowered and the Me Too movement, all of this, it seems really interesting to me that that Hollywood or the powers that be want to go back to a, a simpler time where girls were still sexually harassed on campus and didn't tell anybody and had teen pregnancies. And remember how that was? <laughs> I just yeah. like a bit. Mm, well, yeah. if they I don't go know. There, I don't know. It just no feels support. a bit like. Yeah. Bleh. I don't know. If they go there, <laughs> but yeah. I I think that the advent of all these streaming services that we're seeing much more diverse product and much more quality product. True. You know, you know, the, the death of the big Hollywood studio picture is creating this mass market for lots of cool little projects like this. Yeah, and definitely. I think, and look, I, yeah. I think welcome back the concept of the triple threat. The dancer, yeah, singer, actor, yeah. yes. Bring that back. Yeah. Bring the art back into artistry and bring the yeah. entertainment back on, on uh, into film. So I'm definitely pro all of that. And I think with the thing with, especially with that, is that they're going to, they will focus on what the time was like, you know, mm. the attitudes of the time, but those characters will be re- rebelling against, right. you know, against True. societal norms, which yeah. is which is what you want to see. It's the kind of thing you want to see. And did, which, did yeah. Mad Men take off in Australia? Did you guys ever see Mad Men? Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't huge here yeah. because it was on. It was on like a pay. It was on Foxtel, so it was on cable here. Right. So it wasn't on but, free to I air mean, here. Everybody loved Mad Men, and I found mm. it repulsive. It's like the the norms of that time that they did capture were just like. Ugh. God, really? Men walk yeah. around like that? God, ugh. you know? All right, we've got one more amazing lady to talk about, and she has pulled, I was going to say it, but them out of the bag this week, guys. 
What Dolly. are we thinking, Dolly? <laughs> so Dolly has recreated her iconic Playboy Bunny cover shot as a present to her partner for nearly six decades, Carl Dean, for his 79th birthday. Dolly posted the following on Instagram. Wonder why I'm dressed like this? It's for my husband's birthday. Remember some time back when I said I was going to pose for Playboy magazine when I was 75? Well, I'm 75 and they don't have a magazine anymore. My husband... <laughs> My husband always loved the original cover and I was trying to think of something to do to make him happy. He still thinks I'm a hot chick after 57 years and I'm not going to try and talk him out of that. Now, (laughs) those boobs are ridiculous, but she looks pretty great, right? She's she's just got a great sense of humour about it all and I love it. She's got a great sense of humour and she's really wonderful, but she's got to stop. There's a point where you got to stop. Uh, look, uh, Dolly's Dolly. To, to give up the knife. Give up the knife, Dolly. You look gorgeous. What? You can rock that and doing it for your husband's cool, but stop having the surgery. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, um, I used to think she was that, you know, dumb blonde model as well. But, in fact, when you dig in deeper, Dolly Parton has not only had a huge amount of success as a singer-songwriter in her own right, but has penned so many hit songs for so many other people. And she was smart enough to realise that she needed something to help her cut through and that if it worked for Marilyn, it was going to work for her. So although she's incredibly intelligent and talented, she knew that that still was not going to be enough to bust in and carve uh, uh-huh. her niche and her way through, I see what you did. Pardon the pun. To bust into the country music industry and leave it uh, leave it unchanged forever. So, but look, I agree with you, Luke. I think she does have a great sense of humor. You know, she's taking it so in cheek. She's never taken herself seriously, where other people have looked at her and gone, Oh, that's very serious. She's the one laughing all the way to the bank behind mm. those double, triple quadruple d's or whatever they are i i'm not offended by the boot i just think her face is starting to look a little comic but well, as, look, the, you know. as the humanitarian she was uh deeply involved in the astrazeneca research and the johnson and johnson research for covid she funded a mm. lot of that research here in this country she did. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think that's the thing. We need to remember that beauty isn't skin deep. And although she's clearly done some things with her skin, her beauty radiates much deeper than that and her impact on the world will not be forgotten. So, you know, I'll forgive her for a little playful rehash of a, of a Playboy cover. I think that's that's what oh. you need to do to get a laugh at 75. <laughs> go for it, bitch. I'm I, for I it. really wasn't trying to shame her. I, I, and I as, look, up. her famous quote is, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> so. Yeah. She she is an amazing human. I love Dolly. I think Dolly can do no wrong. And someone else who can do no wrong is our very own Vera. It is that time of day, Vera. Are you uh feeling warm? Oh, my God. Well, I got to tell you. (gasps) Go ahead. No, no, I have. You ready? Okay. It's time for Vera events. Go. Okay, our Lady V, are you ready? One, two, three, vent. Tonight's rant is about body shaming, and I guess I kind of just shamed Dolly a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hot I beat to, the kettle. I have to, I have to uh, self-flagellate a little bit here. I, um, I was going to talk about the myth that every fat person is unhealthy and every thin person is healthy, and I, I just feel like 
it's a lack of compassion to put that out there that fat, that body positivity is promoting unhealthy lifestyle because you don't know who is unhealthy and who is not. You know, the guy from Blink-182 probably didn't know he had cancer for the longest time. He probably presented as healthy every day of his life, you know, and I've at one point in my life, the healthiest I ever was, I worked out every single day and I still weighed over 200 pounds and I still got laughed at at the gym, but I had a heart rate in the fifties. You know, I was pretty fucking healthy, but you know, then one back injury and you're out of commission for six months and you don't get back to that habit. So, you know, it took me a long time to get back to exercising and stuff like that, but you can't look at a person and know what their road is. So I think that you need to be compassionate in all that you do. You know, there's plenty one of the thinnest people I know always assumed that she was healthier than me because she was thin and I was fat. And as much as I love her, she's dead and I'm not, <laughs> you know, she smoked every day of her life and she's no longer here, but it's about compassion. It's about a not judging someone based on their appearance. And yeah, I said, Dolly should put down the knife, but I need to shut up and about this too, because <laughs> if it makes her feel better, why should I care? Yeah. Well said, Vera. And look, I think you know what I'm excited. I heard, I heard rumor, heard rumor that they were. I don't know if they're still doing it post COVID. Looking at doing a nine to five sequel. I would. Love I that. actually did hear that too. With the original, could you imagine yes. those three yeah. back together again? Yeah. That oh would be. But they've, they've been talk, ah, they've talked amazing. about it. The three of them have talked about it for a while. Um, I think that. You know, it never synced up according to yeah. different interviews that I've read, but they uh, they loved working together and they uh, felt well. Jane and fun. Lily are hilarious on oh Grace, and Grace and Frankie. I'm gonna, I, I think I will actually weep when that show's over. I've grown to love that show so much. They <laughs> it, it's like the Golden Girls, it's a show that never should have been like successful right. because you know, they're old people. <gasps> How dare you! And it's like. This it's one of the fu most funny, touching shows that you're like, oh, this is amazing. And can, can you hear the back the fireworks going off in my background? Oh, slightly. I didn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> didn't know what was happening. But all right. So yeah, making the best of a bad situation. Katie Underwood, you are firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about more about what you're doing with your online stuff um, oh, while you you're in my lockdown? You mean my Insta Insta life? Yeah, ev um, everything you're doing, my love, everything. everything. Oh, oh, okay, right. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I think I moved through this lockdown announcement pretty quickly. I, I just, the first day I just felt totally devastated. I had to cancel three sold-out events and I was feeling, had a massive pity party for myself and I booked a pity party for myself and I went, right, I'm going to feel horrible for one full day and I'm going to really enjoy that. And then the next day I was able to move through it. So, I just moved straight into like surrender. So I have all this time. I can't work. I can't leave my house. Well, you know, can't go and do other things. So what can I do when, what do you do when a creative person is left to their own devices? <laughs> we make music. <laughs> and so um, I've been really, really excited and I put it out to my online tribe. I'm like, right, requests, hit them, hit me. I'm going to take, so my whole thing is basically I will take a song and I will, tear it apart and remake it. So my, my ways for doing that is I have a keyboard, 
I have a Lupa, a Boss RC505 Lupa, for those who like to know tech stuff. Um, and I've got my voice in, so I'll just kind of like recreate these versions of things. So some of my covers are almost unrecognisable. Um, others are more of an honouring. So like I did um, one of my favourite uh, songs, My Island Home by Christine Anu, who's an Australian I listened, artist. I loved it. So Amazing. beautiful. Thank you. And I just... I, I mean, when I watched it back, I thought, oh, okay, I did, you know, fiddle with the arrangement and I did different chords. But I, I tried to replicate how I hear it in my head when I hear that song. Um, but, yeah, then there are other versions like Fever, I ripped it up a little bit. and Fever was great. That. Yeah, it was great. Um, for those who, who know the song, uh, classic late 90s, um, uh, Dub Be Good To Me by Beats International, I had a ball. Uh, ripping that up and doing different things. So, yeah, look, if you're interested in seeing old songs done in a new way, um, yeah, I'm kind of alternating beats versus ballads every day. So on Insta you can catch me there and I'm, I'm trying to deliver at least one song a day. So usually it's around 6 or 7 o'clock Australian time and I drop the new, uh, the new song. So I'm having fun with it. Apparently a few thousand people a day at least are having fun with it too. So, yeah, it's keeping me sane. I want to make another suggestion. I want to make another suggestion because I didn't really get to think about it. I want some Annie Lennox, Katie. Someone's already suggested Sweet Dreams, which I used to sing. No, I want want solo Annie Lennox. I don't want... Like Walking on Broken Glass, Annie. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, or even, Katie. Because the challenge, the challenge for me is not to just do a nice cover. It's actually to take the song to and figure reinterpret out, it. And like mm-hmm. um, uh, one of our radio stations here, Triple J, they have this thing called like a version, um, yeah. which is you know you'll get good bands to cover other people's songs, but do it in their style. So it's like, okay, how do I Katieify this particular ballad? Or you know, you take maybe a famous ballad and turn it into a dance track, or take a dance track and turn it into a jazz cover. You know, so. That's the challenge and the fun for me. It's like how do I take this much-beloved song and sort of take it apart and then put it back together in a way that's still cool, you know. So You know what would be a good song, Katie? I'm I'm going to do a suggestion too. Just because I think, you know, it fits with COVID and what music's doing for you is like keep me hanging on. Like the Kim Wilde version but really like smash it up. yeah. Yeah. That could work. Yeah, look, I've had lots of good suggestions. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you, so there's a few that I've written on my shortlist. So at the moment, <gasps> on my shortlist, I've got Son of a Preacher Man. Oh, yes, oh, work. Yes. It's going to be hard to twist that up, but I'm going to do it. Higher Love, we've got Feeling Good by Nina Simone. I've done Ooh. My Island Home. Like a Prayer by Madonna, which I think might be today's project. Yes. Um, Blackbird, Let It Be, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Oh, um, oh I love through, those. So there's, there's like heaps of really um Really great songs there. So, you know, we've got, I think if things go well in Victoria, there might only be another five days of this before I get too busy to continue doing it. But um, if we get unlucky and have an extended lockdown, then it means my uh, little Instagram fun will um, get an extension too. So we'll see what happens. Katie Underwood. Lucky by Britney Spears. Sorry, what? Lucky. (laughs) Lucky by Britney Spears. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, do you know what I'd want to do? If I, My favourite song of Britney Spears is Toxic. 
I was okay, over yeah. toxic. Yeah, yeah, do something I, messed up to toxic. I hard. would need to find, I don't know how to mess that up. But, um, yeah, I, no, I think Like a Prayer by Madonna is absolute filth and I really want to bring that to the fore. <laughs> so that's going to be today's exercise. So, yeah, if you're around, check back in online in about, I don't know, Couple seven hours, hours and, uh, <laughs> a couple of hours and i'll have it ready Obviously. for you yeah. and definitely if you don't already follow the lovely katie underwood on social media you definitely should not only for her covers but just for her everyday life she's always she always you always put a bit of a smile on my dial katie underwood thank you for joining <laughs> oh, us today yeah, it is thank much you. appreciated and we will love you all and leave you guys thanks for joining us on uncensored radio live this week Wash your hands, wash your face, and don't touch other people. Bye. 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 Katie Underwood, just before we leave, if yeah. people haven't already checked something out, you know, online, they should probably jump on and have a listen to a remix album that dropped today, should they? Oh, yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> Guys, check out the Bardo <laughs> remix album. It's out today. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.